Welcome back to episode two of Not All Bad. I'm glad that you could make it. I'm glad that you finished the first one, hopefully, and I'm even more surprised that you made it to the second one after experiencing that first one. Looking back, I'm already not very satisfied with how the first one came out. I mean, I think it's okay, but I think it could have done a lot better, and so that's what I'm going to try to do here today with episode two. Just a couple of matters, I guess, to get out of the way first. Um, if you haven't noticed, which you probably have already, I've probably told you about it personally, the show is now available on iTunes. So if you're interested, make sure you go there and subscribe. You can find it pretty easily if you just search Not All Bad in the search bar. And subscribing just means that uh, it'll be up on your feed every time I put a new episode out. Otherwise, you're just going to have to go through the app and search for it every single time you want to listen, which is really annoying. So yeah, uh, if you're interested in uh, listening through iTunes, go ahead and go subscribe there. Of course, it's uh, always going to be on SoundCloud. That's what I use to host it. So you can also just uh, find it not all bad on SoundCloud. And uh, eventually, I'm going to try to get it on Google Play, Stitcher, and Overcast. But I don't really care about that right now because not a lot of people rely on those anyway. Not a lot of people have Androids. And especially, uh, I'm working with a really small sample size here in terms of the people who I've told about this show in the first place. So I'll figure that out later, but that's uh, a plan for the future. Also, another thing, I got an email for the show. Well, I've had it the whole time. It's notallbadshow at gmail.com. There is no reason you would ever need to use this. Just text me. You know me and you have my number, but it's there. Uh, And speaking of contacting me about the show, if there's anything that uh, you want to see improved or something, uh, feel free to let me know because I'm trying to do a better job here. Again, the first one could have been better, so I'm taking what I learned from that one and applying it here today. Like, for example, I feel like the last one, I was a little bit quiet at first. I was uh, nervous for sure. Also, I'm doing this in my house. It's embarrassing. I have to do it late at night. I don't want anyone to hear me. So uh, I was really taking it to the limit at the beginning of last time. I was being really quiet, but once I got comfortable, I warmed up a little bit, started being myself, started speaking more confidently and loudly. And uh, I'm just going to just gonna start off episode two, how I ended episode one, and that's confident and loud. So hopefully that's an improvement. Uh, But yeah, other than that, I'm not really sure what else to do to make this better. If uh, you want to see them longer or shorter, that's a good example of something that I could change. But whatever, who cares? If there's something that you really just got to let me know about, then text me. But uh, the email exists too, if you want to use it for whatever reason. Yeah, and uh, speaking of episode timing, uh, the last episode was almost 40 minutes long. I expect that this one is going to be less than that. I don't know. Maybe we'll see if I can stretch it out a little bit. We'll see what I can put together, if I can get it up there. I just like to have uh, an intro and an outro, kind of bookending the show, where I'd talk about anything. But I don't have much to say this episode. I just kind of wanted to give an update on episode two and the show and how all that's going. Give the email for, I guess, professionalism to make me look cool. There's really no purpose behind giving giving you the email. But you have it now, so there it is. Last show, I had the benefit of extending the intro a little bit because I had to give a rundown of why I was making it and how it was awkward to make it and how the show was going to be structured, but I don't have to do that today. So it's a shorter intro. If you don't know how the show is going to work, then what the hell are you doing? Go back to episode one and just listen to the beginning of it. If you don't like it, if you don't like the rest of it, that's fine. Come here. Hopefully this one's going to be better. That's the goal. But uh, if you don't know what's going on, if you don't know how this is going to be, then you can go back and listen to the beginning of episode one where I outline all of that. For now, 
let's just get started. The prepared rant of the week, and you don't want to know how many takes it took for me to say that correctly. It's a bit of a tongue twister, but the prepared rant of the week is something that is going to illuminate two facts in my life. One, I eat fast food way too often, and two, I didn't put the effort in that I should have to prepare for this show. But something that pissed me off this past week is, uh, again, once again, going through the drive-thru at fast food places. But this one's a little bit different because it's uh, everywhere. It's not just Chick-fil-A this time. Look, okay, I eat a lot of unhealthy, quickly prepared, deep-fried meals. That's become increasingly apparent to you and to myself. There's no doubt about that. But maybe I'm just trying to do it a little bit better. I'm trying to eat a little bit more healthy. So I actually don't have sodas nearly as often as I used to. I've cut way down. And that usually means getting a water at the drive-thru. But no two establishments on the face of this earth give you water at the drive-thru in the same way. And it is, it is bullshit, okay? The, it, there is something fundamentally wrong about the process here. It doesn't make any sense. You just go up to the window, you say you want a number two with tater tots, and what would you like to drink with that, sir? I'll have a water. Simple. It's that easy. That's what is different about that. There's nothing that's that's weird about that. But when you get to the window and they give you your food and your drink, you never know what you're going to get. McDonald's is the worst offender. Ronald, you bastard, if you're listening to this, fix your restaurants. Unacceptable. McDonald's will give you a water bottle if you ask for a water to drink with your meal. Not a cup of water, a water bottle, which is normally fine. As a matter of fact, if you're in the drive-thru, chances are, if you're in the drive-thru and you're desperate enough to be at McDonald's, chances are you're on a long road trip or something. You're not taking this, this bad boy home to eat at the table. You know, you're eating it in the car. So at first you might think it's thoughtful that they're giving you a water bottle, something with a cap that you can screw on. They're not. They're screwing you. Because water bottles cost more at McDonald's than cups of water. Why that is, I don't know. But they cost more. And they don't tell you that they cost more. But they'll charge you for it. So you look down and you have like a dollar upcharge on your meal. What the hell's up with that? Just give me a cup of water, McDonald's. I don't need the bottle. If I want a bottle, I'll ask for it. They probably have a problem of... They just have this huge backlog of water bottles. Nobody wants a bottle when they go to a fast food restaurant. Just keep people cups. It's what they expect. But that's not, it doesn't end there. There's, there's people that do things just as poorly. Sometimes I've ordered a water at places and they'll give you a, a water cup. You know, a lot of these fast food restaurants have smaller, like clear plastic water cups for free. I'm in the drive-thru, and they give you a water cup filled with water. That Logically, that, that checks out. But I'm sorry, you didn't take money off of my order for that one, did you? No, I would like the same volume of liquid, please, just healthier. It's ridiculous. It's upsetting. Frankly, it's stupid. It's not that hard. I'm asking you for a water to drink. If I said a Coca-Cola, you would take the standard size cup, fill it with Coca-Cola and ice, put a lid and straw in it and hand it to me. Do the same damn thing but with water. It's that easy. I didn't expect to get so angry so early, but here we are. That was just supposed to be a fun introduction 
but it actually got me pretty angry. So that was it. I'm actually done with that one already, with that segment. It's like a star. It just burned so brightly it collapsed on itself quickly, and it's over now. This episode actually might be uh, substantially shorter than even I anticipated earlier, but we'll see. All right, I'm not going to jip anyone. We'll try to make a full one out of this yet. But that was the prepared rant of the week. Let's move on. This is going to work the same way it did last time. I haven't seen any of these topics yet. I'm just going to generate a random number using Google. And then that's going to direct me to which number I look at on the sheet. And I'm going to go from there. So I'm going to generate a number. I got eight. Let's see what eight is. Eight. Snapchat. I love Snapchat, actually. A lot of people have come around recently to hate it. And I don't know why that is. Because they changed the game. They really did. With like the face filters. When those first came out, with, and they had one with like it made your face fat and your eyes big and you opened your mouth and a rainbow vomited out. People loved that. That was everywhere. All over everyone's story. Snapchat's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun making Snapchats. I don't anymore. If you haven't known me for more than like a year and a half, you missed out. Summer 2016. Oh, man. That was two years ago. It's a long time ago. God, it's, it's August 2018 right now. Okay, so I guess... um. Well, I guess if you knew me older than two years ago, you know what I'm talking about. But if you've met me since then, you don't. Back in summer 16, I was a Snapchat fiend. I used it all the time. I got creative with it. I was proud of myself. Had a lot of fun with it. That was around the time they introduced all those filters and stuff that made your face all funky. Great feature. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. December 1963. I love that song. If you know what I'm talking about and related to my Snapchat, you're an OG. Best Snapchat I've ever made. Big fan of it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, text me. Don't email the show, notallbad at gmail.com. Just text me and I'll send it to you if I can find it. Saved on my computer somewhere. A Snapchat that I was so proud of, I downloaded to my memories, then to my camera roll, then emailed it to myself, then saved it to my computer. That's how much I liked it. This is not a rant yet. I'm being entirely too positive. But I needed a bit of a cool down after the water drive through thing, okay? Bear with me. Because I'm far from my point. In order to inch closer to my point, let's talk a little bit about what Snapchat sucks at. Consistently, Snapchat is bad at updates. Really bad. Every update they roll out, everyone hates it. Snapchat, what are you doing? Get your shit together. The last one that happened... Not the last one, but the one before it, where it put like all the stories on one page and it was the main page with your snaps and everything on your, everyone on your list was sorted by who uploaded a story most recently. Bullshit. Snapchat, that is bullshit. I'm glad you fixed it. Why did you think that was a good idea in the first place? Terrible idea. Snap maps. I feel like a lot of people love snap maps. Why? It's creepy. It's unnecessary. It's also... Uh, It's creepy and it's unnecessary. It's also extremely, extremely creepy. What are you doing? If you don't have yourself blocked on Snapchat maps, Snap maps, map, snap, map chat, whatever it's called, somebody is going to kill you. A hitman is going to kill you or a rogue government agent. You're asking for it. You deserve it. 
Snap Maps is freaks me out. Don't do that. Get yourself off there. Don't look at other people on it. It's just creepy. I, in this rambling, have decided what is so awful about Snapchat. It's multiple things. But this is going to harken back a little bit to my rant about Uber and Lyft last week. It's the uh, page on the far right with all the ads and shit. That is the worst thing that I've ever laid my eyes on. That is offensive to me as an American citizen. It's offensive to me as a user of this application. It's offensive to me as a resident of planet Earth and a member of the human race. There is nothing on there that is worth anything. Anything that touts itself as news is spun politically one way or the other at best. And at worst, it's clickbait. Clickbait is rampant. It's a disease. Clickbait is the worst thing about journalism today. I hate it so much with such a fiery passion that I need to hold myself back a little bit because I would rather dedicate an entire rant to clickbait than give Snapchat the gratification. Does not deserve it. But any of those news sites are publishing headlines that are sensationalist to grab your attention. And frankly, they have to. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there on the Snapchat page. They have no choice. They have to or no one's going to watch it. So what they're saying may very well be true. And they may be doing it with the utmost journalistic integrity, but I'm not going to watch it anyway. I'm not going to get my news from Snapchat. If you're going to try to grab my attention, I'm going to refuse you the honor. That's how it works. And the news stuff is the best thing on there. You look at like Vice, which by the way is not a news organization. Not anymore. Not for the shit they put on Snapchat. They are barely an entertainment organization in my eyes. I have a screenshot on my phone. Of the Snapchat page. It's from a long time ago. I couldn't tell you when. It's from a long time ago. And I took the Snapchat because there was a Vice article on there. The headline was, Why I Gave Myself a Boob Hickey. I'm really sorry for those of you who heard me clearly. But I'm going to have to repeat that awful, awful combination of words again. Because it is so ridiculous that I don't think... Most people listening to this are going to understand what I said. Yes, the Vice headline was called, Why I Gave Myself a Boob Hickey. And all of these sponsored content posts are accompanied with an image. I'm not going to repeat the headline again. But if you need me to say it again, just rewind a little bit. And imagine what an image for that is going to look like. An image for that headline. Picture that in your head. A real photograph. I had to look at that. It's all celebrity gossip and bullshit on there. It's an eyesore. And I don't mean it's ugly to look at, even though it very much is. I mean it physically pains my eyeballs to watch. It's terrible. I never tread so far as the furthest right swipe on Snapchat. Never. It is just a garbage den. Speaking of garbage dens, how about those uh, community stories, like the campus story or whatever? I've seen some of those whenever I want to torture myself. They are painful. Tremendously painful. It's always like a bunch of 18-year-old weirdos that say things like, um, to the girl who passed by me at the library today, 
you're so beautiful. How do I get your number? Weird shit like that. Man, how old are you? I just said, they're 18, but they don't act like it. Or maybe they act exactly like it, and that's the problem. I don't know. I don't remember how 18-year-olds acted. It's been a long while for me. Not that long, but long enough. It's weird. It's creepy. There are no conversations that go on there that are okay. Just terrible to witness. You just feel the, the worst secondhand embarrassment. You know how many people are watching those? I don't. But if it's more than one, that's too many. Your Snapchats are just for your friends. Nobody else wants to see that. And then people get involved in like conversations. Here's another example. Um, hey, Snapchat. So this cute girl is in my physics lab group. And I want to ask her out. Do you guys have any advice? And then like six hours later, another guy will say, yeah, bro, you just got to um, be really confident. And then they always say something terrible like, just tell her how you really feel. And I promise you, generally that's good advice. But if you're the kind of dude that is asking for advice on Snapchat, you really don't need to tell her how you really feel. Because I know how she really feels about you. And you're nothing more than the guy who does the physics labs really well, man. I'm sorry. I don't know how to tell you that otherwise. Reminds me of Yik Yak. Except your face and your name is right there in front of it. Does anyone remember Yik Yak? Probably. Wasn't that long ago. I hated Yik Yak as well. I guess I just hate everything. I mean, that's kind of the point of the show. So, you know what you signed up for. Yik Yak was awful. It's really stupid. A bunch of dumb people saying a bunch of dumb shit on a dumb app. Well, that's Snapchat now. All the Yik Yak freaks, all of the Yik Yak famous anonymous people have moved to Snapchat. And now, guess what? It's not anonymous anymore. So you have to associate these freaks with what they're saying and their face and their name. It's hell. So, in conclusion, Snapchat is a lot of fun. If you're using it with your close friends, people that mean something to you. Never use Snapchat to find people's locations. Never use it to ask for advice on how to ask out the girl sitting next to you in your English lecture. What are you doing? All social networks have these problems, I guess. But that's what's wrong with Snapchat. I rest my case. It's time for a new topic. So I'm going to generate another number. Got five. Let's see what five is. It's big cities. Five is big cities. This one actually hits close to home a little bit. As a kid, I just hated the idea of the big city. I'm not from a big city at all. And uh, when I was in third grade, I moved to Houston. And I just I hated every aspect of it entirely, except for the one block I lived on. Because for the first time, I had a lot of people my age, a lot of friends who lived near me. Uh, before that, that wasn't the case back in Midland. But yeah, I never really liked big cities. I just, uh, all the people seemed weirder and ruder and, uh, I didn't like all the traffic and all that. It took me 30 minutes to get to school in Houston. I hated that, but you know, I'm no, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. I grew up, uh, both physically and mentally and in maturity level, but barely in maturity level. And now I can appreciate the big city. I like the idea of living in the big city a little bit. I don't want to live like in the center, you know, but. I'm not so afraid of, of the big city anymore. There's a lot of really obvious things that you can say. 
I've already hinted at them a little bit. Like nobody likes the traffic and everyone, everybody thinks that their own city has the worst traffic. And I know that because I'm from Midland, which is like what? 125,000 people. And I bet you that somewhere on earth right now, 1137 PM, August 8th, 2018, Two people are in an argument. One of them is from Midland and one of them is from Houston. And they're both arguing over who has the worst traffic. Midland drivers are the worst that I've ever shared the road with. No question. But the volume simply can't compete. And for that factor, I mean, the trophy has to go to Houston, obviously. But everywhere thinks that they have the worst. Come on, grow up. You're really just arguing over who has the worst city at this point, which is the opposite from how it usually goes. I'm not from Dallas or Houston. Has anyone ever been caught in the crossfire between someone from Dallas and someone from Houston arguing over which city is better? Shut the hell up. From an outsider? Please, God, shut up. There is nothing that you can say in that argument that is going to change my mind that either way you slice it, it's a stupid thing to talk about. That's something that is new to me. It's fairly new to me. I didn't really discover it until uh, I came to college, and that's city pride. I mean, I like Midland. There's a lot of cool stuff about it. Did you know that Midland International Airport is now officially called Midland International Air and Spaceport because it became the first United States licensed facility by the FAA to serve commercial human spaceflight? That's crazy. That's awesome. So yeah, um... I think uh, Midland's got a lot of cool stuff about it. And also, by the way, don't look up the Wikipedia page for Midland International Air and Spaceport because then you'll find that I did, in fact, pause the episode and look up that page to make sure I got the statistics right on the Midland uh, International Airport. There's a lot of cool stuff out here. Um, I mean, you got to kind of look deep, though. Uh, on the surface, this place is extremely boring. Uh, And as a matter of fact, for probably the next six or seven layers, it's extremely boring. But once you get to a little bit of the history, sometimes it's cool. So yeah, I get the city pride thing. I kind of understand where it's coming from. But everything's bigger in Texas, like they say, and the city pride is no excuse. If you're from Dallas, DFW area, Houston area, um, nobody cares. Just no, No one cares in the least about where you're from. That is the least interesting thing about you. I would rather know your blood type. I would sooner rather know your blood type. I, I want to know your grandmother's maiden name before I know where you're from. I don't give a shit, and neither does anybody else. You're not special. There, and there really isn't anything special about where you're from either. Not, on, not of such a great magnitude that it's going to matter at all to anyone else. Get over yourself in your dumb big city. And in fact, the only time it's acceptable ever for a place of residence to come up in an argument is sports teams. And even then, only as a shorthand for the teams you're referring to specifically. God, it's even worse when people when you get that inner city rivalry going on. Like, oh, you're from Frisco? That means nothing to me. Or to anyone else other than the one person you're talking to. And they don't even care. You know, people talking about Katy, Texas... Oh, you say you're from Houston, but you're really from Katy. Why? Who cares? They probably have to say that because for everyone else on the planet, that makes sense to them. You say you're from Katy, that may not make sense to someone else. From Houston area, that makes a lot more sense. Get over yourself. 
Nobody cares. This is getting pretty cyclical, so I don't really think I have much else to add on the subject. Here's here's something that we can do, okay? Because I know it's really hard to let go of that pride that you have in the place you're from. So here, here's a suggestion, if I may. Here's a list of cities that it's acceptable to hate on, permanently. Till the end of linear time, these cities are on the quote-unquote not-all-bad municipal shit list. Los Angeles. Now, I know there's a lot that's great about Los Angeles. It's uh, extremely historically significant to the United States. Produces a lot of uh, culture that the United States is severely lacking, I think. It's very uh, ethnically diverse. But there are so many things wrong with it, at least in my perception of it. Not that I've ever been. But of course, uh, I'm all about judging things without getting to know them. So I think that uh, there's so much wrong with LA that it deserves some hate. Okay, it can always, it's a big enough city with enough people that it can really bear the brunt of the hate of America. We can distribute it there safely. So, Los Angeles. Des Moines, Iowa. Just sounds dumb. I, I, there's not really any, uh, any point to that one other than just sounds like it deserves it. It's like if you got all the cities together on a playground, Des Moines would be the one that makes fun of the most for having the weirdest name, you know? Cleveland, Ohio. That one is just the most generic white person city that I can come up with. And I think it deserves the hate. Portland, Oregon. I'm sure it's a great place. And this isn't a statement on the quality of the city itself. But it's important that no matter where you are, there's always one city that you can point to and say, well, at least we're not as weird as Portland. So that one just kind of has to stay on there as a matter of principle. So that one is, is fair game. You can make fun of Portland if you have to. And finally, Kansas City. And here's the, here's the reasoning behind Kansas City. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of Kansas cities across the United States, frankly. But I'm talking about the big one, the main one. The main Kansas City. You can hate on this one all you want. Because it is on the border of Kansas and Missouri. So there's a Kansas City, Missouri and a Kansas City, Kansas. That means that you can make fun of it relentlessly as long as you don't specify the state. I don't understand why they didn't just draw the state border around it. I mean, that just seems like it would have worked better to me, but maybe that's uh, that wasn't possible. Maybe the city came after the state or something. But that one, that one is fair game no matter what. You just can't say the state. Because if you're making fun of Kansas City, Missouri, really in your head, well, then the people from Missouri are just going to assume you're talking about the, the Kansas one. So you're good. You're set there. To recap, Los Angeles, Des Moines, Cleveland, Portland, and an unspecified Kansas City are all okay to make fun of. You can talk as much shit about those cities as you want to. And you can compare your city to that city and talk about how much better it is. Other than that, I don't ever want to hear another comparison for as long as I live. Just shut up about it. Glad we could all come to an agreement on that. All right. Yeah, that's that's enough of that. My next number is nine. And nine is music videos. Music videos are really not that old of a concept. And they are so strange to think about. Because I do not like music videos as a concept. And I never have. Because they are, I mean, th this isn't a, a knock at them. This isn't a negative, but their entire purpose is an artistic pursuit. And I mean, that's kind of a dumb thing to say because, like, so are movies, for example. 
but movies are self-contained. They exist entirely to convey the message of the movie, but music videos are constructed around the premise of the song, and so they're a derivative artistic work. Which, what I'm trying to say is they're all batshit crazy. They make no sense. They're very hard to watch. Why are you even watching a music video? You can just listen and get the same experience. If the music was made to be accompanied by a visual, then they would have just made a soundtrack for a movie. Otherwise, you're just getting a distraction. That's what music videos are. They're just a distraction from the music. Now, admittedly, once again, I don't really know what I'm talking about because I think I've only ever seen one music video, and that was for Lady Gaga's Poker Face because in eighth grade, I watched it on repeat on YouTube because she showed a lot of cleavage. Maybe that was too much information, but that's what I'm working off here. That's the only music video I've ever seen, and I feel like that was one of the most sensical ones out there. You see clips from other ones that are just absolutely off the wall. I take it back. I have seen one other one, and I'm sure I'm going to say that line word for word about another four or five times this segment, but I'm familiar with Take On Me by The Aha, their music video. The Aha is just what super fans of the band like me call the band Aha. We, we just like to put the V in front of it. You know, uh, you wouldn't really understand that if you weren't a super fan like me, but yeah. That's a great music video. And it's still barely acceptable. It's only great because it's uh, it, it, you can watch it and be like, wow, that must have taken a lot of effort in 1983 or whatever it came out. Wow, I had a lot of trouble with whatever. The word whatever right there. Anyway, why are music videos made? I, I can't fathom the purpose behind that. How are you making money off that? I imagine they all cost a tremendous amount to produce. And it's not like you're selling tickets to watch your music video. Is it all YouTube ad revenue these days? Was it MTV exposure back in the 80s and 90s? I, I guess all that's extremely valid. I think I just talked myself out of an argument point. I think I just argued my way out of a complaint. Because that actually does make a lot of sense. That probably is the case. Now that I mention it, actually, I'm thinking of uh, Childish Gambino's This Is America. Which I feel like that music video... That's a good example of a music video. And like I said before, I actually have seen another music video. I knew I said I was going to say that again. There it is again. That's a good music video. Because it pairs well with the meaning of the song. Which is rare. It's very rare. But the song had a clear purpose behind it. And the music video just supports that. So you end up watching the video and you get just an amplified response as you would have to the song. So well done. Childish Gambino, because that, that does make a lot of sense. And I think that that video really pushed the popularity of the song in the first place. This is a historic moment, because this is the first time that I've, instead of talking myself up into a fury, I've talked myself down into a sense of complacency. Music videos are alright, I guess. Just don't make them weird. There's a lot of weird ones. Don't do that. I'm trying to think of like a crazy weird music video. And even though that's like 90 to 95% of them, I can't think of one right now. And I'm kind of running out of steam. So I think I might just have to wrap this one up here. I really don't understand why, for almost every song, 
you wouldn't just listen to it. Why do you want to watch a music video? What is the point of that? It's probably because they just need something to show visually when they upload the song to YouTube for all the ad revenue. That's the main reason they do it. But why, why put in so much effort and spend so much money? Instead, you could spend an infinitely smaller amount of money and time making a video where the album art just bounces around the screen like the DVD player would do on the TV in the substitute teacher's classroom. You could just do that, Vivo, and people would still watch it just as much. Unless you're trying to make a point with your video, as I have already discussed, as I've already reversed my opinion on. But uh, what do I know? You know, I anticipated that I was going to have to do more random rants this week. But actually, I'm, I'm doing pretty good on time. I don't know how long I want the episodes to be yet, but this one's about as long as the first one. So I guess I'm being consistent, which is cool. So I'm going to actually stop at three and move on to the not all bad rant segment of the show. This one must mean that I've had a bad week. Doesn't feel like it, but I guess I have to accept it now because this is not creative and it's not going to be particularly funny. And it's not going to be interesting either. It's a very small thing, but it's all I could come up with. I thought about it for a little bit, not very hard, but just, I guess, being negative comes a lot more naturally to me, which really isn't a surprise. Something that made me happy in the past week were uh, when restaurants give out mints for free. You know, I'm not talking when a restaurant has the, like, checkout. You have to check yourself out, like at Cracker Barrel. You go up to the counter with the cash register, and they have, like, York peppermint patties and a bowl next to them charging 98 cents a piece. No. Screw that. Give me a free mint. Come on. It really isn't that much money out of your overhead, is it? Just give me a little mint or two for free. I love this because I have this thing. And I'm sure that a lot of people have this thing too, where I really don't like having the taste of the food I just ate in my mouth for a long period of time after I'm done eating. So I like to have something a little bit sweet after my meal. I always like to end, um, you know, lunches at home with a little cookie or something, you know, get that meat flavor out of there. So these mints come in clutch when I'm leaving the restaurant. I'll just grab a couple. I'll eat one now and I'll save one for later when I need a breath mint down the road in a couple days. And it always works out. It's a great strategy. I recommend it if you're coming from the place that I'm coming from where I just don't like that food taste in my mouth. Free mints are awesome. Thank you to everyone who does that. If you don't do that, by the way, welcome back to Restaurant Help 101 podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Ramsay. If you don't like that, then learn to like it because I don't know how it's going to affect your business. Probably not at all. In, in an almost indiscernible ways your business is going to be affected for better or worse but come on just be a good person put some free mints out now i know there's always someone that has to ruin all the good things in life that's just how life goes don't be one of those people that grabs a handful of mints all right i that happens a lot of chewies and i think if you do this you know that i'm talking directly to you because i'm sure that we've eaten at chewies a lot over this summer 2018, you know who you are. I don't mean to call you out, even though I I did just very deliberately call you out. 
Uh, they're just chill out, maybe. You know, maybe if fewer people grabbed handfuls of mints on the way out the door, then we wouldn't really have so many restaurants trying to charge you for them. Like a scam. I don't know. Food for thought. And after you're done eating that food for thought, wouldn't it be so nice just to have a free mint? Thought so. Okay, well, clocking in right around where we ended the last episode, I'm going to call it here. You'll notice the distinct lack of intro and outro music. Um, Kenny Loggins featuring Kendrick Lamar, like I did last time. I just wanted to see if I could make that kind of weird mashup thing. And then I made it not very well. And I wanted something to do with it. So I put it in the last episode. But I'm not going to do that anymore because one, it just sounds really bad. It's terrible to listen to. It's really garish. It just blows your eardrums out before the episode and after the episode's over. Terrible way to begin and end the show. So I'm not going to do that anymore unless an overwhelming number of people reach out to notallbadshow at gmail.com or text me about it. Then I guess I'll bring it back. But there aren't even enough people that listen to the show to ever form an overwhelming amount of anything. So that's not going to happen. Uh, but also the second reason I took it off is because I don't want to get sued. And uh, I'm sure that I could somehow for doing that in one way or the other. I don't know. So I'm not doing it anymore. It's over. You're probably grateful. Anyway, this was a lot of fun to make. I think this one is way better than episode two. I hope it is anyway. It feels like it is. Who knows? Definitely took me a lot less time. I don't know why that would mean anything, but whatever. The last one was just really heavily edited. I was really conscious about what I was putting together and how I sounded and all that. But I guess I'm just a... I published one episode of a podcast. I'm kind of a pro now. So whatever. You know, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to worry about it anymore. I'm just going to put this one out there. You know, deal with it. Really though, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this one more than episode one. Because I certainly did. This is only getting more fun, so you can expect more to come soon. I'm now going to start looking into getting onto Google Play. That's my next step. Just so uh, Android people can listen just as easily as those uh, iPhone friends of mine. And you know, in replacement for the removal of the outro music... I'd kind of like to send off the episode with something a little bit interesting, I guess, maybe, and relevant. Let's just go through that page on Snapchat with all the ads and all the news and all that and just read some of my favorites, some that really jump out to me. Apple won't allow this. Quote, I love being naked. Kevin Hart's reaction to Will Smith's kids. The CEO of Tesla just surprised everyone. Only nerds make this party mistake. And the final one, which sums up the Snapchat experience so well. Welcome to the gates of hell. Anyway, I thought that was something that would be kind of fun to do. A nice way to send the show off. But yeah, that that really was the end. There's nothing else after this. Wow, pat yourself on the back. You made it through two. Expect a third one coming soon. I'm Zach Andrews. This has been Not All Bad. Thanks for listening.